Welcome to Fresh Catholic, a podcast for those who are converting, reverting, or simply want a fresh perspective of the Catholic faith to help them to open their hearts and minds to become closer to the love and goodness of Christ. My daily prayer is that I will be a bright light to others, to be filled with the love and light of Christ, so that when people look at me, they see Him radiating out from me for His glory. And welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So it's just occurred to me and my producer that I never say my name. <laughs> it's me, Lori Balderas, fresh Catholic. Okay, there, I said it. Now you know it's me. Anyway, so since tomorrow is Valentine's Day, this week's topic is love. Ah, love. Love is grand. All you need is love. We all crave love. I believe the need and desire to love and be loved is something that all of us have in common. We think about it. We want it. We seek it out. We stress about it. We pray for it. But what does love look like? What does it feel like? It's very personal, obviously, and varies, I suppose, with people and situations. Love can be light and airy, fun and frivolous, but it can also be very deep and serious. It can be hopeful and happy, meaningful and life-changing, sometimes even heartbreaking. I've had all these. I've had all these types of love. Love is a commitment. It takes effort and time and energy, but it's so worth the effort. Love is a deep feeling and connection. You can't imagine your life without this person. Love is willing the good of the other, wanting the best for them, making certain they're all right and safe and secure. Some of my favorite quotes from the Bible regarding love are when Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus also said, This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. He also said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. I love all three of those passages. They just, I love it when Jesus says anything, but I really love those. I also love a portion of Psalm 86 that says, But you, O Lord, are a God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16, Do everything in love. He also said in 1 Corinthians 13, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I hear that one a lot when I do weddings since I'm a wedding coordinator. 
Um, that one's read at practically every wedding I do, and I love it. Now, let's get to it. Let's get personal. I would like you to ask yourself these questions. Really think about them. I know when I was writing these, um, I really thought about them. Maybe maybe write them down. Um, make it a little Valentine project. What do you do to show love? What do you love and why? Who do you love and why? How and why do you have these feelings? I would love to hear from you on my website. There's a contact on there. And also, send me photos of what you did for Valentine's Day or anything you're doing that is spreading love. The way I show love is by taking care of the people I love, by being nurturing, by cooking for them, making sure things are taken care of and running smoothly, cleaning. (laughs) My kids used to laugh at me because all I did was clean, but that's how I showed love was by making everything clean, being protective. I love to give my grandchildren little gifts, but more importantly, hugs and kisses. There are four types of love found in scripture. The first type is storge, which is family love or familial love. It's long-lasting care between families that develops over time. The second one is philia, which is brotherly love, which is a common bond of shared beliefs and values with friends. The next one is eros which is romantic love, affection and sensual love between husbands and wives. And the last one is agape love, which is God's divine love. It's strong, selfless, steadfast, sacrificial, unchanging, and unconditional. It's the highest, most complete form of affection. If we want the perfect example of love, It's in our creator, God. These are my categories or types of love. You can make your own list. Love of material things. Love of comforting things. Love of necessities. Love of feelings. Love of family and friends. Puppy love. Parental love. Marital love. And love of the Lord. I love my wedding ring. I love my house. I love my bed. (laughs) I love Italian, Mexican, and Chinese food. I love coffee. I love wine. Oh, and I love hamburgers. I must be hungry. (laughs) I used to love things too much. I put far too much value on what I had, what things or luxuries I possessed. Things are nice, but at some point they become too much or a burden or unnecessary. I love Sundays. I love holidays. I love hugs, and I love kisses. I love to go on my walk at the beach every day. I love fresh air. I love to drink cool, fresh water. I love to go to daily Mass and Sunday Mass even more. I love to receive the Eucharist. I love to receive the precious blood of Christ. I love to help people, and I love to sleep. (laughs) I always look forward to these things. They're so simple, but so important to me. I'm pretty low maintenance. (laughs) 
I love feeling safe. I love feeling secure. I love feeling needed. I love feeling appreciated. I love feeling joy and happiness. And I love feeling calm and at peace. These things are satisfied by my relationship with Christ. I used to expect others to provide me with these things, but then I realized it wasn't their responsibility. So now I turn to Him for everything. I love to see my family and friends happy and succeeding and having their prayers answered. I have a long list of people I pray for every day. You're probably on the list. I want them to be well in mind, body, and spirit. I also pray for them to find their way to Christ if they haven't already. I think saying I love you to people is just such an important thing. But when you say it, you really should mean it. Like, don't throw it around. I just, I really truly love so many people, and I don't want to feel like restricted or or have rules to that. I think maybe some people have a hard time expressing it or saying it, but you really should let people know you love them. They don't always have to be in your family. They don't have to be your spouse, although you should be telling those people you love them. But you know, I I really do love so many people, and I just want them to know it. When I die, I want people to think, oh, I knew Lori loved me. I felt really loved by Lori, and she meant it. And I kind of laugh sometimes because it just rolls off my tongue sometimes, and I think, uh-oh, maybe that wasn't appropriate. I have a coworker where every time he would leave, I would think in my head, oh, I love you, but I thought, oh, he's gonna, (laughs) that won't be appropriate. So I just came out one day and said, I'm going to say I love you. I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling people you love them. Anyway, thank you, Andrew, for understanding. (laughs) I love my husband. I love my children and grandchildren. All I ever wanted was to be a mother and consequently a grandmother. I love to take care of children. I love to hug and kiss and nurture them. My favorite name is Mimi, which is what my grandchildren call me. I love that they're all similar in some ways and vastly different in others. I don't have a favorite, and I don't love them all in the same way, but I love each of them with my whole heart. I pray that they will be safe, happy, and healthy. I love sweet, new, and exciting love and the other puppy love of actual puppies. I used to have six dogs. That was puppy love run amok. (laughs) But really, no joke. There's nothing like a new romance. That butterfly feeling is something else. So since this is the Valentine episode on love, I think this is a perfect opportunity to tell the story of how my husband and I got together. Because I think this is such a cute story. So my husband Simon and I were raised in Ojai. He's a couple years younger than I am, and we were aware of each other growing up, but our paths never really crossed. But we had a lot of mutual friends. That's how it is in Ojai. We're all intertwined, and we're all friends. So we both kind of had our lives, and he was married and had children. I was married and had children, of course. When my divorce was happening, I decided to go on Facebook and find some new friends. I decided I would only reach out to people that I knew from my town or grew up with or whatever. So Simon was on the list. So I sent him a friend request. And so he sent me back, you know, just a very nice, you know, friendly little 
message. About a month and a half later, I got a long message from him. Was thinking, my goodness, what is, what is this about? And he said, I don't know if I told you, but I'm a filmmaker, and I was making a movie out in the meadow in Ojai. I had full crew, full cast, all this equipment, and this guy comes driving up in this truck and gets out, and he's really mad, and he comes at me, and he says, you know, what makes you think you can be here, and, and you don't have permission to be here, and I'm thinking as I'm reading this message from Simon, oh, that's my brother, because my brother was in charge of the meadow. So my brother whips out this business card, and Simon says, oh, do you know Lori? Because we have a very unusual last name, which is Bazacha, so that's very rare, especially in Ojai. My brother says, yes, that's my sister. And he says, oh, yeah, we're really good friends, and, and I know your mom, too. She worked at my orthodontist, and there's this pause, and, and my brother says, fine, finish your stupid little movie and get out of here. Simon said, I owe you a lunch or a dinner because you saved my movie. I said, okay, well, we'll go out. You know, I was thinking, what is this? Is this a date? My daughter, Kaylee, said, just just act like it's a date, you know, like, look good, mom, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> he said, let me send you a clip of the movie. I said, oh, okay. So he sent it to me, and I was kind of agonizing over this because I thought, oh, no, what if it's not good? What am I going to say? And I'm watching this clip of this movie, and my youngest son comes walking in the door, and he says, oh, God, you're in love with him already. And I said, I'm not in love. What are you talking about? I'm just watching this thing. I haven't even been out with him yet. And he goes, nope, you love him. And I was thinking, I did love him. <laughs> I was watching this beautiful clip of this film, and I thought, who made this? Who? Oh, my gosh, he's amazing. So... I was like, oh boy, I hope this is a date then <laughs> because I was thought he was pretty talented. He came to pick me up and he got out of his car. I went out to meet him and I fell in love with him the second he got out of that car. And that was that. And we told each other we loved each other three days later. And here we are today. So, yep. <laughs> fell in love with his artistry first, but... His kind heart and beautiful face and smile after that. So I love a good love story. We'll be right back. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista, the rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. So I'm in the business of love because I'm a wedding coordinator at a Catholic church. So one of my favorite parts about it is meeting the couple, hearing about how they got engaged, helping them plan their wedding and seeing it through with their sacrament. And oftentimes I'll tell them that 
I've been married in two different ways. I've been married legally and secularly, and those were my two previous marriages. And, you know, those marriages had a completely different feel. Of course, the first marriage should have never happened, and I've talked about that in another episode. The second marriage I had was long, and, you know, I got my three children from it. It was very important. God was a part of our marriage, but not a big part. Um, I would say he was, you know, more on the outskirts, the fringes of our marriage. And consequently, I think that's why it didn't make it, because we didn't seek out help. It was kind of like, well, we're done, we're done, and that was it, and moving on. In my mind, there wasn't enough of a commitment, because it was just, you know, when he was done, he that was it. But being married in the Catholic Church, it's just so different. First of all, I thought it was such an honor and and wonderful thing that I got to be married in the Catholic Church. It was a beautiful church wedding. I really felt like Christ was with us and he is with us in our marriage. It's more solid. You can't you it, there's not an easy exit from it and you really have to think about it before you do it. It's quite a process to get married in the Catholic Church because you have to go through like marriage prep and they have to make sure that you really understand what it means to be married in the Catholic Church, that it is for life. It's till death do you part. It's an unbreakable bond. It has to be done properly and it has to be done in such a way where it's valid. So you have to really follow all the the rules for that. You know, these long-lasting Catholic marriages, I'm not saying that they're all easy going. I'm just saying that all these people that make it that long, that's because they've really made a commitment and they have this covenant with Christ. It's not an easy, you know, oh, we're just tired of each other. Oh, we need to move on. I, The one thing I try to do is if we're in an argument or we're, something's not working out right or I don't like how things are going, and I, again, have a bad temper, have a have a sassy mouth sometimes, I have to remember, you know, would I be saying this if Jesus were standing right here? You know, I really have to, like, check myself. And I'm, I really fail at that. And I'm so ashamed to say that because, you know, he is standing there. He is in our marriage. And I have to remember that Whatever I say to my husband, I'm actually saying to Christ because he's in the marriage with us. It's very serious and important, and rightly so. Last but certainly not least, the most important love to me is love of the Lord. I remember when I first became Christian, I just absolutely fell in love with Christ. I couldn't get enough of him. I would think about him, read about him, ask questions about him. And when I had the moment of my life, years after my accident, which I explained in another episode, when I couldn't find a church and kind of made up my own religion, the treading water phase, I remember somebody telling me that God should come first in a person's life, then their spouse, and then their children. I thought this was so bizarre. I not only couldn't wrap my mind around it, I didn't believe it, I didn't get it at all. Now I get it. (laughs) he comes first nothing is more important than him 
it's not meant to slight anyone. It, it just, it is what it is. I will always choose Christ first, even when challenged. And I have been challenged by some who don't understand this concept. But I will always choose Christ. How can we not give all our love to the Lord? He sacrificed everything for us. He loves us more than anything. He loves us on our good days and bad days. He loves us when we're at our best and at our worst. His love is never-ending. It never fails. It's not fickle or conditional. When I see him on the cross, that is so emotional for me. I cry a lot when I, when I think about it or see it. Thinking about what he endured, the fact that he was abandoned by his disciples... The fact he was wrongly accused and willingly went through all of that for our sakes. That's true love. I feel so completely loved by him. He's always with me. He makes me feel safe and secure. He has my whole heart. But how do I show him love? I show him love by believing in him, by being reverent and faithful by going to confession so I can be a clean vessel to receive the Eucharist. By learning about him and knowing him more. By being engaged and proactive in serving him and his church. By attending Mass as often as I can and being present and focused. By being fearless and brave when defending my faith and religion by being filled with the Holy Spirit and using my gifts to draw people close to him, by honoring him with my thoughts, words, and actions. I'm always working on this. Love certainly isn't always easy or perfect, far from it, but it's so important to have, to give, and to teach. The Lord's requests or requirements of us are so simple. Hard, <laughs> but simple. He just wants us to love him with all our hearts and all our souls and all our minds and to love each other. Many people these days are so hostile and selfish and angry. It's at a fever pitch most of the time. What if we all gave more attention and effort to loving each other, willing the good of the other, and putting God first? Imagine that for a moment. That's not hard. Love is the answer. So let's do it. Let's make an effort and a commitment. What can you do today and every day to bring more love to your life and those around you? Think about it. Then go. Do it. Spread love. Thanks for listening today. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Um, tag me anytime you like. That would be great. I would love to build a community with you. Let's support each other. Next week, we'll be talking about Lent. I'm really excited that I'm doing this. I'm getting lots of nice feedback. I appreciate everybody that's listening and sharing and following me. Thank you for helping me and I love you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Now go out and be a bright light in someone's life. And remember, be focused, 
Be faithful and be fresh. Fresh Catholic is recorded at Wonder Mouse Studios at the Castle at Pierpont in Ventura, California. My producer and engineer is Sarah Espel, and she can be your producer too. You can reach us at wondermouse.us or at freshcatholic.com. Thank you.